folks and welcome to another episode of pink sock podcast today we are being joined by ryan roxy but he will be on in a little bit he's getting his cocktail ready and he's getting emotionally and physically ready for this podcast so i would like to give a shout out to our patreons uh, our loyal pink socketeers Garak, hot amy and gloria if you want to become a patreon today just visit patreon.com slash official mike usnick you can become a Patreon by going on there, and you could also choose which tier you're going to do. You can do the dollar a month, which gets you a shout-out on this show. You can do the $5 one, which will get you a shout-out. We'll personally type out a letter for you, and you get first dibs on fan select topics, questions, whatever you want to talk about is your choice. And then we got the $10 one. You get the same things as the $5 one, except... You get to have a one-on-one -on -one private chat with me and Tony, and you get to have the VIP access to the backstage area on select episodes. So, without further ado, we have the one, the only. You guys are asking in the chat, who the hell is this guy? Well, we get to find out today. Please welcome my buddy, your friend, Ryan Roxy. How you doing, brother? Hello, human teleprompter, Mike Pinksock, you snick. You have so many names at this point. It's amazing. Pinksock, human teleprompter. Yeah. <laughs> they just so, keep going. So when we uh, talked about this whole pink sock thing, you said that uh, Marilyn Manson told you what that was. Unfortunately, he was the one that unleashed the definition. Well, he did the same thing that I do. Uh, by the way, hello, everybody in the chat, by the way. Thank you for uh, sticking around, coming here, supporting the Pink Sock. Um, I will tell my Pink Sock story now. Uh, yes, it was uh, on a tour bus, and mm -hmm. it was Marilyn's tour bus that we were all on. And Marilyn had this assistant who also was named Ryan. So we were just sitting there talking, and somehow it got to the um, subject of sex which is shocking being around marilyn manson and, and then talking about sex that and happens <laughs> <laughs> a very sexual being marilyn um so somehow the word get kept getting tossed around pink sock and i was like what what is that and he goes oh don't google it and then literally that night, when someone tells you not to do something, of course, you do it. of course, when you're on the road, someone says, don't Google it. And you go back to your hotel room uh, and you know that you're staying over the night and all you have is 
free internet on the uh, hotel Wi-Fi so that they can't track your IPS or DNS number of what searches you're doing. You can go down that that uh, rabbit hole of pink sock. And, and apparently it's kind of like a rabbit hole. But... <laughs> Did you look up rabbit hole? Did you do Google images or did you just look up the definition? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I did do uh, images first and then worst was blue waffle right after that. So, so I don't know so, why we got off on such a banging start with pink socks <laughs> and blue waffles, but that should be your, if you ever have a, a sister show or sort of a show that goes on. We are sponsored your- by blue waffle syrup. Yeah. Blue waffle should be the compliment, sort of the sort of the uh, dessert to your main course, which is pink sock. Well, I had to uh, start it off like that because I'm trying to not do a typical podcast because you get a lot of people. It's like you play guitar for Alice. What's he like? No, I start off with so pink sock. Tell me your pink socks. Definitely the first time I've ever had that question posed to me <laughs> so early in an interview. So, you know, so, I, I was expecting it later, but right out of the gate, I, I give you <laughs> lots of uh, credibility for that. That that just upped it upped you in the podcast game. All right. I, I'm the Howard Stern of YouTube. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> wow. A lot of people trying to trying to claim that throne these days, aren't they? Yeah. I got the hair. I got the hair. Yeah, you got, you know, you have the whole image of a presenter. It doesn't necessarily have to be podcast. You could be behind a microphone. You could be emceeing television shows. You, you, you just have that. You're a character. And I think people like that. I mean, I, I don't know. You might be a little bit too young to remember um, when I was growing up, there was a guy named Wolfman Jack. And if you Google Wolfman Jack, it's not going to be a shock in his pink sock, folks. Not going to be a sock in his blue waffle. But Wolfman Jack was sort of like the the DJ personality. Like if I if I was to be, I guess Ryan Seacrest or Casey Kasem or one of those sort of more white bread, hey, how you doing, type of guys, you know, with with the in the trenches sort of podcast you would be that alternative sort of dark uh wolfman jack sounds almost to, like a wrestler i'll have to look him up but i thought he was a wrestler like wolfman jack versus andre the giant <laughs> <laughs> so did you first find out about blue waffle when manson told you about pink sock or was that something it was shortly thereafter <laughs> it, it was sort of a phase of my life i guess i'd like to consider i, I found a lot of things touring with manson i don't know if you uh you were able to check out the Ori podcast that we did with uh, on in the trenches last week, but we were reminiscing about that uh, Marilyn Manson tour, and I found out a lot of things. I, I did find the same thing that Ori found that uh, absinthe is not it's not an alcohol. It's nothing, nothing to be really toyed with. I mean, you have to kind of take it seriously, and and, this, and I guess the certain grade of absinthe that Marilyn would have because he he get the you know sort of ordered in from Romania, of course some, you know, did. from, you know, I think it was single barrel brewed in some sort of castle and on a, on a fortnight with a full moon. But the thing is his, his absinthe was uh, apparently uh, hallucinogenic worthy. So if you drank enough of it, you could start to hallucinate. So it's, you could liquid start acid. It. it's, it's a weird thing. I, I've, I've had two experiences with absinthe. Actually, my, my, second experience was with Marilyn and that was um, quite pleasant because I didn't drink too much. I just kind of sipped on it the whole time and, you know, sort of enjoyed the whole entire evening of just hanging out 
in his world because his world is it's a it's a uh, physically dark place, but he's quite jokely. He's quite jovial, jovial. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say the word. I mean, in a, in a weird, in a weird off sense way. He's 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 basically off kilter in a lot of ways. He's got a twisted sense of humor, which I kind of enjoy. I, I really do. You got to enjoy and that. My first experience though with with absinthe was back in early nine. What was it? Late nineties. When I first joined Alice, like '97, mm-hmm. we did a tour with um, we did a tour with Rat. John Krabi was opening up. I remember that, and also Ronnie James Dio's band was was playing, and uh, they were great. Ronnie James Dio was great after night, night after night, and then Alice would uh, close the show. But we did this thing in Sweden where we played all the way up to the North Pole. This place like a Lulia, Lulio, like Lulio. so so north but it was a friday night in lulio and um our crew wanted to initiate another crew member into the uh, gang by having him just drink absinthe so they made him do shots of absinthe this is a sipping sort of thing that you kind of take slowly and you kind of like enjoy the experience and if it goes down into that depth of you know um what is it called when you're psychedelics yeah. and they're fine, but no, he took shots. Like you would take shots, like whiskey. It's nothing that you like shotgun, you know, like. <laughs> by the halfway into the third shot, pretty much all the absinthe was all over the bar and all over the rest of the crew. So I guess in the, their, their sort of initiation backfired because it wasn't our crew member that was getting initiated that got doused with vomit. It was the actual crew. But he ended up getting carried out of there that night. And also that night, it was memorable because I remember John Karabi getting into a huge gang fight. Uh, it, 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 was, it was one of those city brawls. Because you have to understand, northern Sweden, when it gets on a Friday and Saturday night back in the mm-hmm. late 90s, there's one thing that you do. I mean, because geographically speaking, it's away from all the good drugs and it's good yeah. away from all from anything that's really, you know, they were social uh, distancing before illegal. <laughs> so the thing that's legal is is alcohol and they take it to excess, excess. And on that Friday night in, in particular, there would ended up I think something was said. I honestly think it was uh, Steve Toth, our tour manager, that s- said something to the doorman. And the next thing you know, there's just fists flying and then other people coming in from across the street. And John Karabi, you know, in all his scarves and dreads and in full blunder, he's he was throwing down, man. I I, I was kind of I was kind of doing the duck and roll. I was like, hey, I'll see you guys later. This is me. This is me. Hey, hey. We still oh, no 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 no. He's still fighting. He's still fighting. <laughs> so there you go. I I know uh, Krabi will take this as a compliment, but he's always reminded me of like a modern day like Steven Tyler, with the way he dresses and his singing style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm like, I all I imagine is him just throwing down, choking the guy with his scarf and shit. You know, he reminds me of a cross between, I guess, a modern day Steven Tyler and Michael Landon from Little House on the Prairie. I see that. He's he's kind of like, you know, sort of he he would he would own the house on Little House on the Prairie and sort of be the, you know, the caretaker. He is sort of the caretaker. I love it. I got to say, though, I get a lot of flack for this, but my favorite Motley album was the one he was on. That's a, a lot of people think that, you know, I I, I personally for me, no, because. 
too fast for love changed my life. I mean, that, that first album, I was there when it came out on leather records. It was, it was on before Electra records put it out. They had an independent label called leather records. And, um, they actually, that album had a couple more songs on it. And, uh, I remember one of my buddies turning me on to this. He said, look at this dude's hair. And it was, of course, it was everybody's hair on the, on the album cover, same album cover. But, uh, the thing was, um, that, that I saw that band on that tour, Molly, it, the Keystone Berkeley in, on like a Tuesday night in front of about maybe 150 people. And, and to this day, I remember, you know, all the production, the, the songs, the energy of just, you know, a small club crowd in this band that was just about ready to, to, to bust open. And he almost busted open the girl that I was going out with at the time. He, he actually busted open her head because, because Nikki hit the top of her head with, with, uh, he had a Gibson Thunderbird. It was before he had his custom guitar or whatever it is. And right now it was a, an actual Gibson Thunderbird. And, plopped it right on the top of her head and um she didn't bleed but she definitely had uh, a bump fucking crazy i think there was a lot of bumps back that night the, uh, the yeah. first time i saw motley was during their farewell tour and like vince neal was not on that night he was a second are you, are you talking about the the tour i'm not i'm not familiar with that tour what was that who opened up um i heard it was great the Raskins uh, opened up. No, <laughs> you're exactly right. You're exactly right. It was the Raskins featuring Troy Patrick Farrell, yeah. and then and then some uh, some female uh, jazz musician uh, Alice uh, Cooper, I think uh, <laughs> was her name. Yeah, that's true. No, so that was the first time you saw Motley. Wow, yeah. was that the first time you saw Alice Cooper? No. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'm not going to interview you, Pink Sock. You're going to have to interview me. I'm sorry. I, I, I just turned in. Do you see how the way I flipped that a little bit? I started interviewing you and I go, wait a second, Roxy. This, this, this Pull isn't back. Pull this back. Isn't, this isn't the Todd Dammit podcast. It's not. <laughs> that was a good podcast, by the way. I, I, I really, I've become uh, a big fan of Todd Kearns since that podcast. Spe so much of, respect. For those of you that are tuning in, which are mostly your fans, so they already know, but. Check out In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. That's his uh, wow, podcast. Look at that. And he also has Mike Fasano on uh, this Tuesday. Coming up next Tuesday, man. Yeah. Do you, do you, have, do you have any Can other you believe guests? we've already done, go back to that 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 overlay there. Can you believe we've already done 7,039 <laughs> episodes? I mean, can you believe that? It <laughs> seems like it's, it doesn't, it seems like this just happened overnight. Right. But no, our, our 30 are legitimate because we started off with 7001. So this is going to be our 39th episode. And, and live from Cameo, we got Ryan. Um, hey, uh, look at that, <laughs> man. Cameo's been a little light lately, folks. I understand. I understand. But you, you know, it, it's all right. I, I, I started it because for those of you familiar with cameo you can uh you know if you're having an upcoming bar mitzvah or maybe an upcoming um i don't know a circumcision i don't know what, whatever you want to do a brisk, a brisk would that be called that um a bar mitzvah <laughs> i did that a bat mitzvah as well um I, I do a lot of jewish ceremonies with with the uh <laughs> cameo but the thing is i would uh i only signed on to it because Alice Cooper did, and I almost did it as a bit of a joke, but then, but then a few people ordered it, and a few more people ordered, it, and I was like, "It's not so much of a joke anymore, is it?" <laughs> it's 
quite nice. And so, uh, there you go. Do you, uh, have you ever done like somebody quitting their job? That would be a good one. <laughs> you know what? I'll do one right now for free. All right, everybody. And then you can just like, you know what? I'll have the pink pod sack, pod, pod, pod sack. Pod sack. <laughs> That's the other one. That's the other yeah, one. Well, the pink pod sack is basically my going to be my interview with Mike Fasano on Tuesday. <laughs> no, but I'll do I'll do like no, a no, cameo on, right hold now. On, hold on one second. Oh, what's happening now? What's hold on one on? second. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hello. Insert name here. Hope you're having an amazing Jewish ceremony, whichever one it might be: a bat mitzvah, a bar mitzvah, and a brisk. It's those are the only three I really know. But uh, whatever else you're doing, uh, enjoy your time. Uh, enjoy the ride. Um, let me think if I can think of any more cliches. Um, if I had a guitar here, I'd play Poison. How about that? <laughs> Be good. Bye. See, now that's basically a free cameo that you get. Of course, when I do a real cameo, I shave. And it's the same thing. Yeah, you didn't even shave for this occasion. It's awesome. I get the I raw did, and uncut. I, you're not supposed to shave for pink sock, man. Look at you. <laughs> You I haven't got shaved for a few years, man. <laughs> Actually, I just shaved a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Damn, you're a hairy individual. Oh, thank you. Can I get that as like a sound bite and just have that as a ringtone? You're a hairy individual. <laughs> no, you can actually order it on Cameo. That's a whole special <laughs> section that I have. I'll do ringtones like that. So, you're a very hairy individual. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. So. Do you uh, have any uh, guests lined up for the future of In the Trenches that you would like to talk about? Well, we have some good ones coming up. We really do. Uh, there's some special ones that I've, I, I said last week, I gave a little bit of a teaser out at the end of the Orianthi uh, podcast where I said we're going to start up in the production and maybe being able to get a uh, finding a way to get uh, some of these folks that really, really are into the guests we bring on, have them involved in the show a little bit more in, in a different way. So we're working on certain things like that. But um, I can say we well, there's a couple great drummers coming on the uh, show uh, in, the, in the near future because um, – for one, I did just. Ha it's not that they're just great musicians. It's that I've found that drummers have this really intense work ethic. I mean, hopefully Mike Fasano comes on, he doesn't disappoint me. And says, "Yeah, I'm pretty lazy," but no, I, I feel that he's going to like be. He's going to be the. He's going to kick off that whole inspirational work ethic because he's. I, I know Mike, and he's got a really strong work ethic. But we also have another drummer. Um, coming up in the next couple of weeks that uh, named Kenny Aronoff, who's played Ooh. many, many records that you, so many more records that you have heard, but you probably didn't think or know who the drummer was. And mm -hmm. Kenny Aronoff has definitely been one of those uh, big influential guys. So he's one of the ones that we've, we've uh, looking forward to as well. And um, yeah, I put some feelers out there, some other guests. Um, I think it's, it's a good, uh, idea to possibly have Tommy Hendrickson on again because it's been a while. The mm -hmm. show's grown since the last time he was on. And and think of all the things that he's like sort of had, you know, built up to complain right. about. He's got so many things to complain about and get angry about. So I think it's time definitely for Tommy Hendrickson. The time has passed. It's time for that. <laughs> no, he's great. He's been like we've talked last week and he's been in his studio working his ass off. So that's kind of what I want to pick his brain with is what you're doing, what's the creative process that you're going through, especially not just in these times, but normally, you know, what's the difference? And now that there are these times, 
have you given up or are you going all in? And you, hopefully, and I think I'm pretty sure the guys that I've and girls that I've been interviewing are all in on this. They're all in on the creative process of, of creating new stuff, better stuff and not letting all the uh, reality of us not being able to tour uh, get us too low. I'm not going to lie. It, it kind of sucks. Obviously it sucks for right. all of us folks, but, but you know, we got to make a positive because if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't have, we wouldn't have met half the people that we've met because you'd be on tour. You yeah. wouldn't have time to do it as much. And it's kind you of, you might helped. not have started this podcast. You might not have, I wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. I was so, actually, uh, I was talking to, uh, to Adika before this started. He wished you luck on your, uh, yeah. <laughs> No. I love it. That's good. That's good with me. That's good with me. It's fine with me. Well, because he's watching right now. He just wants to hear his name. He, I told him I'd say his name. On, no, but he wished you luck on, your, on the podcast today. But, you know, we, we were both talking and about how we might, if this didn't all go, have gone down the way it did with COVID and all that stuff and having this total uh, sort of shutdown, mm -hmm. who knows if we would have had a chance to build up our audiences the way we right. have who knows if i would have been able to put the time into it because it's not so easy to obviously when you build the team that that, that i've been able to build around me whether you know with with dave and, and with robbie and with scotty and especially you know having vic as that producer of in the trenches we've been able to build something but it's not so easy to do if you're in a hotel room you know on one night and maybe there's a day off, maybe there's not, you know? So thank goodness that we've been able to sort of come up with a system and some sort of routine that uh, when we do get to go back out on tour and do what we love to do, we'll still be able to do this mm -hmm. and uh, hopefully get a bunch more people uh, excited as well. So, but it's, it's up to the chat as well. I mean, guys, this is up to you guys to mm -hmm. build this up, whether it's uh, Mike and Pink Sock or whether it's in the trenches uh, with Ryan Roxy. It's it's you guys are the ones spreading the word and it is, you know, becoming an organically grown thing. You know, so weed is not the only thing that we want organically grown. We want our podcasts organically grown as well. That is perfect. Uh, we don't just want our weed organic. We just want the president. What about that? <laughs> is, is that going to be my, you know what? your slogan <laughs> so i was looking you, for a piece of merch that i could like sort of that's this vote for roxy i gotta I say on the thing i said hey like we get stickers. <laughs> everyone saw the stickers i gotta say though i loved your star wars 77 shirt because i'm a huge star wars fan on that was a gift list. yeah that was a, that was a gift i'm, I'm oh god man am i gonna re i'm gonna forget the name because I'm, I'm, I can, I can see his face, his front row. Do, see, Tommy would remember his name. Do, do, um, do, no, I, and I would normally remember his name, but I'm, I'm, I'm like, he has a nickname for him. But he gave me that shirt at the end of the 2019 tour. It was just recently, and I think the first time I got it, um, oh, damn it. It was just not, it was not long before the tour ended. So, so I cut it up. I do what I do with my, my, um, right. my, I, I mean, I love big, um, but I love big butts and I cannot lie. No, I love big, uh, <laughs> collars. So I always, if, if it doesn't have a big collar, like, like 
I would feel claustrophobic in your collar. Even though you have a nicely stretched out one, I would still feel a little bit like <laughs> I'm nicely stretched out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a nice shirt. It's actually so it's a little bit hypocritical because I wear a choker, but I don't like big, I don't like big collars. Is that weird? <laughs> You like I should talk to my therapist about that. That'll be definitely something that I talk to my therapist about. After this show, you're like, I need to see my therapist. <laughs> well, so is there any uh, sponsors that you would like to get in the future for your podcast? Um, honestly, I want people to play guitar. And if I can get some musical related sponsors that'll help get more people and inspire people and allow people uh, by giving them stuff to, to, to get them to play more guitar, then I feel those are the right sponsors for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the world we live in and, and, and the times that we're in, as far as, you know, looking for, uh, capital to put into the show to make it better there's not a whole lot of sponsors that we ain't going to take i mean let's be honest all right so i mean unless it's something that's hateful and totally non-positive but uh, well maybe <laughs> wow, did, that was, was that did you set me up for that one that was a that was a softball and just set me up so no, no, that, are that you guys sponsor. <laughs> is that your dream sponsor no okay <laughs> i actually think that a really good sponsor that we would take on right away. And, and I do endorse it is my brother-in-law's coffee company called Faber Smith coffee. And I know that he's not available throughout the rest of the world, but if there's anyone listening in South Africa right now, and I'm not, you know, I'm throwing it out there. If you're from South Africa and you're listening to it, um, go check out Faber Smith coffee because they're growing at such a exponential rate that the, everything is going big for him. And I might be a only a matter of time where they could be a good sponsor, a nice, you know, a nice coffee, something to wake up. And then uh, of course I'm, I don't, I like my little cocktail. I got to get my little, it's five or six o'clock somewhere. And you're, so you're trying to beat a deacon to the coffee sponsor. I see. I see. Well, what <laughs> am I, or, or did I, or did I have him beat all along? I'm not sure. <laughs> Speaking of coffee, you're a big coffee guy, right? I am a big coffee guy. I mean, because it's a lot of people don't realize that Sweden prides itself in coffee so much so that there were no Starbucks here until just a couple of years ago because they were so snobby about it. A little too snobby, I must say, because I was like, come on, man, you got to get your Starbucks here. And they were like, and I actually wanted to invest in one because I, and, but they wouldn't franchise one out. And then finally there one opened up by the airport and they just started slowly growing as they do, and boom! Now they're now they're a bunch of them, and uh, but yeah, Swedes are into their coffee. Why do you ask? Have you ever heard of Kupakuak? No, that sounds. It is the most expensive coffee in the world. It is fifty five dollars a cup. Where's that at? Do uh, I snort it? No, 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 no. <laughs> Had snortable coffee, but <laughs> no price range sounds right. Okay, Kupakuak, mm. I believe, uh, comes from South America. It comes from a wildcat. This wildcat eats coffee beans and then oh, he poops them out. Yeah, and then, yeah I've, I have heard of that. That's like a Joe Rogan thing that he's like, you know, kind of gone down there and sifted through the excrement of a bobcat. And then, would you try out. it? Um, well. 
you yes why not i i've, I've tried a lot of things uh, when we were in um tel aviv a couple of years ago with the alice band uh we went to this like downtown you know we're in israel for the first time i'd ever been there and um we had done the jerusalem sort of you know whole all day traveling hang and we saw the wailing wall we saw all this cool stuff but then afterwards instead of going off to one of these nice record company sort of alice cooper nice dinners we went to a sort of place that was kind of in the ghetto at this butcher shop but the thing about the butcher shop is that's where the guy sold all the meat for the for the entire city of tel aviv so it was all about you know it was luxury it was like super 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 high end but the guy that was cooking the food was he owned the place he said look you can get you can get a you know a beef loin you can get a filet anywhere i'm not going to give you that i'm going to get i want you to to try the other parts cuz we we served the whole cow here so i actually had cow brains oh damn yeah, I tried that. I, I was I was pretty brave that night. I'm not usually all that brave, but I did try it. Very um, uh, how you say it's kind of like a slurpy kind of chewy, very kind of chewy and slurpy kind of kind of like um, I guess it would be like really like a soup, a soft oatmeal type of thing. <laughs> but that and and then sweet breads as well. That and and sweet breads are basically the throat muscles and stuff like that. I, it's sweet bread sounds so much more appetizing than what it was. That wasn't so good. So you would have then, been really good on Fear Factor. You would have been. <laughs> that denied I would have. Afterwards, I wouldn't have. I I, I, I don't know what happened that night, but I, I ended up, uh, you know, I ended up co-managing Amber Williams, who Amber, if you guys know, in the Alice Cooper camp, she runs the VIP, um, Shep, Shep Gordon's, you know, daughter and stuff. And she, she sort of adopted daughter and stuff. So, so she, Basically, <laughs> I I ended up managing her because there was this other chick there that was quite quite you know kind of buff and kind of crazy and a little bit kind of loud and she was talking about how how well she can arm wrestle. She's like, I could beat anybody here in an arm wrestling. And I had Amber at my side. I go, Amber, let's make some money because I I know you're the you, people don't think you're as strong as you are, but you're the strongest human being I've ever seen. You know, so you get like pound for pound. So I go, I go, uh, I know someone that could beat you. And she's like, who you? I'm like, no, 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 not, not me. <laughs> kick my ass. You'll kick my ass. right. But her, Amber, she goes, oh, she's so small. She's easy. I go, okay, okay. 50 bucks, 50 bucks. And she goes, you're on. So she did it. And, and of course, Amber just went wham and just got her down. And she goes, double or nothing. Wham! So she ended up, you know, losing a hundred bucks. So it's great. Jesus, that's a good story. <laughs> it was, a, yeah. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story, but that was a true story, and it happened all at that at that uh, Tel Aviv sort of ghetto uh, butcher shop because we were eating as we're eating cow brains and these other types of weird uh, delicacy parts of the cow. I didn't eat the cow balls, so I think they were offered, but. That's Rocky Mountain oysters right there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, not into it so much. But uh, we we were sitting. I remember on these long picnic uh, tables. So yeah, I, I mean, and everybody in the band was there. So um, that was cool. <laughs> so what I'm going to do now uh, is I'm going to pop up questions from the people 
that are listening. People have questions? Come on now. It's called the Pink Sock Talk. We're going to have a little bit of a pink sock <laughs> I like talk. it. <laughs> you got segments going. Pink Sock Talk. Say that five times and you'll see your even the reflection of a mirror and you'll probably see Stefan Adika in the chat room. Oh my God, it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> we love we love you, Deke, and Coffee Talk's been going great, except for on Tuesdays when uh, In the Trenches is going on. No. There you go, Mike. There you go. Dig it in, baby. Dig that Dig that uh, and, knife right in softly. And for that uh, pain, you could uh, buy some Preparation H. <laughs> Your new sponsor. Your new sponsor. But yeah, the first question we have is from our dear friend, Kanak. We love Kanak. What? What? Oh, it popped. One, two, three. Oh, why did it keep going away? Hold on. I don't know. Hey Ryan, what's up? And my question to you is when are we gonna say Bianca Roxy on in the trenches with Ryan and Roxy? And second question, when are you ever gonna read those three books? Take care, have fun. Oh my god, that's funny, man. Congratulations yeah. for having a, a complete musical segment. You know, you'll you will be hearing from uh, my copyright infringement. <laughs> I'm sure YouTube's already put something out. I hope this is available in all the other countries right now because they're quick these days. Damn it, they are no, quick. Yeah, very cool, Kanak. Uh, thank you very much for that. And um, you know what? Bianca keeps asking the same thing. When am I going to be a guest on In the Trenches? And um, I, I said she should come up with her own show, you know, because she'd have more followers on it anyway, right off out of the gate. But that's a good, good question because we should have each other on, especially if it's just us like having one of our discussions. You know, I, I, I like to say husband and wife discussions are a good word for like sort of a little bit of a cat fight, a little bit of a dog fight about nothing. You know, we, we, we have like these little tiffs and arguments and eat, eat, you know, she, she says I'm talking shit. And, <laughs> and I say, no, I, I just want to really, really explore and see the other possibilities. I want to see how many possibilities there are to this argument. So she's probably right. But yeah, at one point, I, I don't know. Could you, would you guys really want to just see Bianca talk back and forth? <laughs> It turned into an argument, and then she's no, like, "It'll turn into definitely a, a discussion, a deep discussion." She might be listening right now. I'm not sure. And and the three books in question, and that's when I do my free riff Friday. I turn my camera around so that I do it for you people. So because Instagram hasn't fixed that guitar where it looks like a lefty. It's like look, we're on we're on this show, and when I have my guitar here, it, it looks works. normal, right? Uh huh. Yeah. For some reason, when I do Instagram Live, it doesn't do that. So I have to turn the camera around. And the three books are Steven Tyler's autobiography, um, Nelson Mandela's autobiography, and then there's another one called The Clients Now, because I'm looking at it right now. And those three books, I haven't read any of them, um, but they do make one hell of a sort of uh, 
lift for when I put my camera on there. Or you have to use it with lighting. So that's what I use it for. And sometimes, honestly, sometimes if I'm too short, because I am a little bit small and I can, I need to sit on them when I do certain, mm-hmm. you know, when I have certain guests. Because the first rule of thumb there, Mike, in a podcast, successful podcast like ours, <laughs> is that you have to be, you know, you should always be a little bit above your guest, right? Ah, sing, ah, sing. <laughs> there it is. Nice shirt, by the way. What's the sex, drugs, and what? Rock on the range. Wow. Oh, was that was that a, a festival, right? Yeah, it's a festival in uh, North America, which uh, you guys never played yet. <laughs> I thought we did. You know what? I I I called out. I said I thought that's where I met the guitar player from the Struts when he when he was on the show. And he's like, no, it wasn't. It was a you know he he. And I was like, no, I was certain it was. And he called out another one that was like that. It was in uh, South Carolina. Because where's Rock on the Range? Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Damn it. All right. So he was right and I was wrong. And uh, see, this Al- is something that I'd have a discussion with Bianca about. And I'd swear that I was right. Well, Alice doesn't play a whole lot of North American festivals, I've noticed. So mm. he usually does like over in Europe and stuff festivals. Yeah, but we did do the, what's the What was the big one that starts with the B um, that's in like uh, the Midwest for the longest time? It wasn't. Can't think of it. We we played okay. Every someone in the chat's gonna know about it because we did that uh, uh, "Born This Way" by um, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, and uh, what was it called? What was that festival called? I'm waiting. Bonnaroo. Yeah, Bonnaroo. It was Bonnaroo. Okay. So we had played Bonnaroo. That one. That was a good one to do. And and we have done the uh, Buffalo Chip, and what's that? Sturgis a bunch mm-hmm. of times. So those two were kind of like the staples, but you're right. We, we've never done, uh, which is the one in Southern California that's uh, very popular. You're, you're stumping me now on festivals. I am. <laughs> but, but that's, that's why I'm, but you were the one that mentioned festivals. <laughs> Mike, well, it's your well, show. Well, you don't, don't go into these subjects if you don't know it. No, no. Uh, what I've noticed is, is I see festivals announced and it's very rare that I see like Alice announced for them. Unless it's like Bonnaroo or festivals like that. Yeah, but I'm talking the one that's that's the most popular festival that that all the sort oh. of down in like it's by it's in the desert. And it's not Burning Man, but it's in California, and it's I'm waiting for someone in the chat. You to guys should just play up. Burning Man. Just <laughs> is that really a thing? I don't know. Yeah, it is <laughs> okay. Oh, I think she wrote it in Japanese, but damn it, we have <laughs> I, we have, I, we I don't have, have our, Google Translate right now. We have our answer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I knew it was that actually. Coachella, so, Coachella, Coachella. Yeah, that yeah. One. Of course, I say it, and then Vic types it in, like gonna, right after I say it. I was going to say Ozfest, but they haven't had one in a while. <laughs> or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or or which was the Vans one? The Vans uh, t- warped, uh, warped. Yeah, that was a good. I think Mike Fasano was on the Warped tour. I'm gonna have to ask him about that on the upcoming podcast. With my with Mike Fasano, now that I think about it, I might have seen Tiger Army and not realized it. Maybe, I remember, but but this is even before. I think he was in another band. Maybe it was Tiger Army early days. But again, that's one of my questions. Thank you. You've just opened up a whole new uh, discussion with the, the Mike the Sack on the on the Sack podcast. What I say the podcast <laughs> the Pod Sack. So the uh, next question we have from the listeners is from Kinga Anna. Is is it as much of a production as Canax? 
<laughs> no. Well, come on, man. If you're going to do it one, you have to, have to start there and then you got to raise the bar. What's up with that? Oh, here we go. What are the three songs that influence you most in your musical life, music career? Damn. Damn. Asking the hard-hitting questions. That is. Well, you know, I do say that, and that I said it on the podcast when we had Rick Nielsen on, I do say that Surrender is probably one of the best uh, well-written songs. And I've been trying to rewrite it for, you know, over 30 years and I haven't been able to do it yet. But I think Surrender is one of those songs that influenced me. Um, you know, so many of Cheap Trick songs uh, influenced me. But that one in particular, even though it's like a very popular one, it's still just so magically, magically um, constructed. I and figured and all three would be cheap trick. All three no, 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 no. <laughs> the, the, the other one, and I've talked about it before, the other one I think is one of the best uh, sort of formulas for a song because you don't see it so much. It blends classical, it blends pop, it blends rock. That's S.O.S. by ABBA. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, that's a really good one. And um, wow. You really have to stumper on the third one when you just say individual songs. Because I get, I could say albums, but then I go, huh? But either something off of News of the World, because that whole entire album, a huge album for me, and that was a Queen album. So it's hard to pick a favorite song of Queen. But we, you know, when it starts out with "We Will Rock You," and then "We Are the Champions," and then to uh, "Sheer Heart Attack," and then to was it was it "Sleeping on the Sidewalk" at that point? Who needs you? Uh, it's late. Is like one of the. I think that ends track. I think that ends side one. Can you believe it? I'm, I'm remembering what the vinyl, you know, track listing was of that, and did I'm sure. Know, did you know Queen was the first band to release a thrash metal song? I did not know that. Would that be um, Sheer Heart Attack or what was it? It was, um, I got the lyrics in my head. Uh, Stone Cold Crazy. Was the Stone first Cold Crazy. That was considered the first thrash song because of the guitar riff. Yeah. Well, I'm like I said, it, you could pick any song off of News of the World. And um, you're right, Vic. It's one of the coolest album covers and inside spreads of an album ever. Well, although, I mean, think about it, man. This is this is in a day and age where they came up with so many cool vinyl. Like, you'd open it up and you'd have that cool mm -hmm. uh, open, like, packaging. I thought one of the best packaging records was uh, Three Dog Night, Hard Labor. Actually came with a, with a, uh, with a actual doctor's uh, file. That, you, that had all the credits in the doctor's file, but that had a bunch of cool stuff. Or the um, um, Cheech and Chong. Remember the Cheech and Chong album that came with out? The paper? Came, yeah, stuff. Rolling Papers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I also remember Kiss Love Gun came in with the, at least the copy I had, came with a, a little cutout little gun and a thing that said POW, and I hung it up as a mobile in my room. The original School's Out uh, unfolded and looked like a school desk. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, just the packaging back in those days was. That's why we tried to uh, do a little bit of a nod to that and a uh, sort of throwback with that with Imagine Your Reality by having the, you know, four different album covers, which eventually became five, <clears throat> and uh, uh, it was done by Balachi Records, Bellyache Records, and Scotty did a great job of packaging that. So. There it is. I'm glad to see that everyone is into loves, the, uh, loves Queen. They're loving Queen. Yeah, we are definitely on a Queen love trip. It, it was, it was so cool after all these years to be able to play 
well, basically our, our last show of 2020 with those guys, you know, one of our last shows was 2020 at that, uh, uh, Australian, uh, Sydney, Sydney stadium. And, um, that was quite, quite, uh, special gig, you know, mm-hmm. to do. Cause it remember way back when folks, <laughs> when, when bushfires in Australia were our biggest problem. <laughs> so did you ever, so get many see, years ago, did you ever get to see queen with Freddie? Uh, I never did get to see Queen live with with that lineup. No, I never did because um, yeah, I, I saw some. I was able to see some cool bands, but that was not one of them. The Before cool, the, my first, my first, my first show though, I did see Jackson Five. You when, lucky. You know, when Michael Jackson, little Michael Jackson, was you know actually black. Is that, like, is that is that is that gray hairs I'm seeing, Ryan? Is that <laughs> you're, you're starting to show your age? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not starting. I'm, I'm well into I'm well well into showing it. Trust me. Before I get back to fan questions, I did have one that I just thought of. Um, whenever What's you that? list your favorite songs, your favorite albums, did you grow up an Alice Cooper fan, or is that just a big act that you ended up playing for? Um. I actually became an Alice Cooper fan later in life, not in the traditional sense of it being, I grew up listening to his albums. I, I still was young. I was still as young and dumb. Um, I was about 17 when I moved to Los Angeles. Right. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that are parents and you have kids, uh, just let them go. I highly recommend it. <laughs> Get them out. <laughs> they have to learn sometime. Um, but I was uh, living in Hollywood and I had a roommate named Johnny Holiday who now uh, fronts a band called Star Star. And it was my uh, two roommates, actually, Johnny Holiday and Jeff Morose, who are mm-hmm. who are famous in their own right. Um, but Johnny was a huge New York Dolls fan, Johnny Thunders fan, Alice Cooper fan, and all these acts that I just mentioned, he was the one that kind of turned me on to them for the first time. So um, I remember hearing Cold Ethel for the first time. And I was like, oh man, I just, I just had him keep repeating it. Please repeat that. Please repeat that. And, and he loved it. The fact that he had really, you know, turned me on to a band that I hadn't really been exposed to as much. That's my you know. favorite song about necrophilia. It's my favorite. Um. Of all the songs about necrophilia, <laughs> it's definitely one of them. Yeah. You know what's funny is that, is that, and then back in the day, you know, a couple of years later, I remember going down to, I think it was Long Beach Arena or somewhere down there in Orange County to go to shows because I didn't really drive so much so far to shows. If you, if you were able to get someone that had a car at that point and, promised that they wouldn't get too drunk and get too fucked up so that they could make it all the way back from Orange County. You, you kind of said, okay, fine, stupid shit. Um, before Uber folks, before any of that stuff, before maybe common sense, um, we went down there and I remember seeing Faster Pussycat open up for, uh, there was three bands. It was Faster Pussycat, Alice Cooper Headline, and there was a, I think it was Motorhead. Sounds so faster like so pussycat motorhead alice cooper and folks it was the same show <laughs> that alice cooper put on maybe slightly more production like because he did i think he had rock kane roberts at that point or or maybe it was um i'm not sure exactly it couldn't have been kane could have might have been kane but was it was eight when he joined okay so. well it was definitely a big production 
And I remember it being all the same shtick, though. It had this, you know, Alice got his head cut off. He, you know, he hung himself, and right, you know, he, there was a monster on stage, and it was all like, that shit. Yeah, all that theater, and so it was cool. You, you know, a couple of years later, then I end up joining the band, and uh, we start doing all that stuff and doing it to this day, and we will do it again. So the ne- the next question we have is actually from Kath, who is actually producing the show today. Give her a nice. Oh, nicely done, Kath Grant. Is Kath Grant behind the... She's uh, she's in charge of the comments. Okay. Hey, Ryan. Hope you're having a good Pink Sock experience. I've got a question for you. Okay. You've got one day, unlimited amounts of money. You can go anywhere, do anything, eat anything, drink anything. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? What are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? Oh, and um, this is Alice. And uh, she wants to know, um, what's your favorite cheese? Have a good show. What's my favorite cheese? Why would a cat want to know what my favorite <laughs> My favorite cheese is my wife's worst favorite, or least favorite cheese. How about that? That's a clue. But I like that. I like those really moldy, smelly, creamy, like brie, brie or, or blue. All right. I mean, and if you can get if you can get rotten blue brie cheese, even better, right? Some sort of hybrid of that. I'm with you on that. I love gorgonzola cheese. That's yeah, gorgonzola. yeah. See, yeah. that's a, it's all moldy and shit. So it's it's kind of pink sockish, kind of blue waffleish. It's, it's, it has the it's, there's a theme forming with that. So so to answer that question and get it out of the way, just because I know that you know later I'll probably have a discussion with my wife about the cheese, and um and then we'll. It'll go on from there, or maybe I'll save it for the podcast episode. Um, the other thing is, where would I go? Man, it's a tough one, guys. Because what would you drink and what would you eat? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the rest of the question. Could I do certain things at certain places? Because there's certain meals at certain places that you just feel so good at. Because I, I mean, there's this one sushi place that we love to go called Katana. It's right on Sunset Boulevard, and I go with. I've been there many years with my buddy Keith. And uh, wait, come on in. Hey. So I think B's going to come in and say hello. Unless she's, oh, you know what she's doing? She's cleaning the house because I'm having oh. some dudes over tonight. Yeah. I'm having my guy's night out. She's actually saying, you should, you should uh, uh, vacuum the house. And I said, well, the, they're guys. They're not going to care. She's like, but I care. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Well, I mean, the real there. guest showed up. Where's Bianca? <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, Katana, I definitely have the meal there because it's the best sushi place. It's right on Sunset. We've had so many good times there. Um, I would probably want to go to. Oh, thanks, babe. We, we, everyone wants to say hello to you, and they want you to make an appearance and just say, say hey, because you know that you. I told them that your favorite cheese was brie, or or blue cheese or, or gorgonzola. Blue. Yeah, but you, you know you. <laughs> I hate blue. I hate blue. You want to just say hello to just everybody on the pink sock? No? You want to make an appearance? She's going out. She's leaving right now. Pink sock, I'm done. That's Mike. You know Ike, yeah. Hi. Hi. I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Good. She can't really hear you because I got the headphones in. My my ears are better than yours, so I can sort of hear. Her ears are better than yours? Yeah. There you go. (laughs) She got That's her just one of the many topics that we get to discuss on a nightly <laughs> basis. Bye, baby. Thank you for cleaning up the house for boys that don't really care. But anyway, that's cool. Um, 
what was I say? What was I say? I was going to go to uh, travel. Yeah, where you're my traveling. eyebrows look weird on this podcast. What's wrong with this? My eyebrows. It's that filter my, you're using. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gay. Have you, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'd probably go eat, eat a katana, but then I'd jet on over to um, Maui mm-hmm. and just go on the beach. Because if you haven't just, it's the one place in the world where I've felt the most comfortable just getting in the water without getting any weirdness or anything. It's just warm, beautiful serenity, instant, like instant balance. All right. So that, that would be nice. Maui. It does. But then uh, if I was to <laughs> then end the night, it would probably be some sort of jam or goon squad or, or glam nation or, star fuckers or other white meat one of these bands that you know obviously yeah, that we dad's porno mag mom's rubber fist jam band like i'm saying i would i would end the night in some sort of club rock and roll dingy club with a bunch of guests coming up and you're on stage with all your buds that you've played with for years you're playing the international set list so i think that's a good way to close it out and that could be wow i mean we just had a really good one at uh what's that pizza place in sydney where we had the guys in um um what was that the the, something alfred's pizza i believe it was called i think it was called alfred's pizza um or maybe it's something else but uh small club you know or the place in birmingham alabama was the nick do a gig at the nick in birmingham alabama the nick oh my god that's a quentin tarantino movie come to life and and you just have it with all your band members coming up and everybody jamming and then or maybe it could be somewhere in gothenburg stockholm or sweden gothenburg sweden like uh sticky fingers at my buddy uh, manko's club when he had that that was a really good night we had a lot of good good memory you have such a good memory do you understand that I, the reason I'm talking to you right now, as I think you, you can literally see the brain neurons <laughs> clicking and going, oh, that happened. Yes, that happened. Because nine times out of 10, I forget everything. But this is good because I should do more Pink Sock podcasts. I remember more shit. Well, uh, people. Is there, still, is there a heated debate on the on the chat? Frankie's Pizza. Sorry, guys. It's Frankie's Pizza. And uh, wait a second. Is there like a, is a heated cheese debate going on in the chat? So that's what I love about uh, it. I didn't. Cheddar is a uh, type of cheese made near where I live in the UK. Not sure what an international version would be called. Cheddar. Called cheddar. Yeah. Pretty much across <laughs> the board. <laughs> it's actually the one only cheese that is stuck. You know, is that because there's blue? I think there's blue, uh, Swiss, cheddar. Right. Monterey Jack, maybe Monterey Jack. Uh, there's a yeah. there's American, but nobody wants to eat American if they have the other choices. <laughs> Are you talking about the craft with the with the in the plastic? <laughs> the plastic. You know what? There's certain nights that that you know Val, there's Valvita. Valvita. Mm. So, so I got another uh, question from uh, from Kathy's uh, husband. Okay, Kathy. Hello, Ashley here from The Stereotypes. Hi, Mike. Hi, Ryan. My question for Ryan Roxy is, what is your favourite format to release material on? Would it be CD, digital download, vinyl? So come on, Ryan, tell us, what's your favourite format to release material on and why? 
Okay, bye. Wow, that sounded a little mildly rehearsed. I enjoyed. Thank you, Ashley. I appreciate the question. Um, it's kind of twofold because one, I got one foot stuck in the old school, one foot stuck in uh, technology because I, I do love what technology is able to do. But uh, I love releasing on vinyl. I'm very lucky to have been able to do that with the first album I ever put out, which was Electric Angels. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, I've been able to do it with a number of my albums. The majority of the albums I've put out have all come out on vinyl at this point, luckily, because Alice Cooper, you know, get to ride those coattails and he has that sort of clout that all his records are out on vinyl. Um, the last two records that I've been associated with, with my solo stuff, uh, Roxy 77, Amerisweet, and uh, also Imagine Your Reality are all out on vinyl. So I would say vinyl is one definite uh favorite and the other is youtube because i think gustav kronfeld that does our lyric videos mm -hmm. just kicks ass he's so good at doing these lyric videos and i love giving him that sort of artistic freedom to sort of come up with if i have an idea or he comes up with an idea we brainstorm then uh they make these uh he makes these really cool lyric videos and and Gustav has made the majority of them off of uh, Imagine Your Reality. Um, Dave Rattenberry actually made one and Vic Chalfant had a, had a hand in it as well. So off the last one, which was uh, Hearts in Trouble. They're badass music videos. So I applaud Thank them. you, man. I appreciate it. Like if you haven't seen them and you're having to revisit them, because the other day I was putting together some sort of uh, sizzle reel, I guess that's what they call in the podcast biz. You know, we'll learn about that, right? <laughs> Just ways what of getting more people to watch, but it was like I was going through some of the old videos um, that Gustav have done out of um, off of Ma Imagine Your Reality, and I revisited Me Generation. I revisited just recently. I revisited Nevermind Me because he made three different videos for that, and I was really happy with it. So, I mean, if you haven't checked out any of my uh, videos off of or any of the videos that I've done, just it's on my. Uh, YouTube channel, official YouTube channel. So go look at you, man. That's a that's a that's a Vic Chalfont playbook. That's right out of the Vic Chalfont playbook. I love it. Are those all my things? Yeah, I think so okay, it's at Ryan Roxy, at Ryan Roxy, at Ryan Roxy official or Roxy 77 or whatever. I think I think at Facebook is it just at Ryan Roxy as well. And um uh YouTube is at Ryan Roxy official. But I just you know I what just, I just pulled them straight from the websites. So okay, well then my my websites are all fucked up. <laughs> How did That's Snowfall Boy come about? I was watching Snowfall Boy. Doesn't Snowfall Boy sound like someone that you'd like to be friends with? Who are you yeah. friends with? Uh, Snowfall Boy, because he could be he could be like this really like he could be like a really effeminate hairdresser, or he could be a badass drug dealer, or he could be in prison. Or a South Snowfall Park boy doesn't know, you know. Yes. He's a Snowfall boy. Yeah, South Park character. Fucking rip your eye out. He'll fucking stab you in the motherfucking neck. <laughs> so that was just a random thing you thought of. Yeah, and there's still people talking about cheese on there. I can't believe it. Alone, <laughs> dude. Do you have a new I, so let it go with the cheese. All right. The cheese discussion is officially closed. There will be no more talk about cheese on this podcast. The duration of, well, shit, we're going for an hour. I got to get going pretty soon. <laughs> okay. I got a couple more and then. Okay, cool. Cool. cool no worries. It's just because I got to get ready for the guys to come over tonight. We're going to have, um, I, I got to prepare alcohol. 
because I'm not cooking and I, <laughs> they're, so, they're bringing over food and I just have to get ready to, you know, I think we're gonna have a, a, a you know, it's a cool thing to do on my night. Yeah. And I will answer these questions, of course. But um, the thing is tonight we're going to play probably Spotify roulette. And if you guys don't know what Spotify roulette is, you can do it with YouTube as well. Um, YouTube roulette. And basically you give someone the remote control They're They're in charge of putting in whatever music video or whatever song you want. And then that's their chance to educate you. And then you pass it on to the next person and they do the same. And I, I found so many new bands that way. So there you go. Next concert leg though. Well, we need another leg Kinga. I, I, I believe that we do. And guess what? We have top people working on it right now. We have, um, I, I actually talked, had a, had a phone call with Germany earlier. So we might actually have a show in Germany at one point. Nice. So. We had another uh, comment that, pop, that popped up, and I was what wondering. Was I was wondering myself. Do you have any new music coming? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know what? I've been so friggin' busy with Kickstarter, with System Twelve, getting the guitar lessons out there, with um, fulfilling all the stuff for Kickstarter, like you know, handwriting lyrics, teaching guitar lessons, getting people all motivated with that. Every other. Uh, moment these days is put into the podcast but every once in a while i get to pick up the guitar and lose myself in the guitar and i have come up with some ideas that i want to put out and record i just when's a good time to do it i know i know there's no time like the present but yeah hopefully before the end of the year i'll put i'll put a few songs out for sure nice so yeah. And the next question from the Pink Sock Talk, since we've been veering around, which is awesome because I enjoy our conversation because it's well, some I've enjoyed of things... being on here. Yeah. You, you've actually made me remember a lot of things that I thought I might have forgotten for the rest of my life. So, well, we you. should do a uh, part two in a few months then. <laughs> Rekindle. Leave the door open for part two. Man, you're good. You have been watching my podcast. That's right. I love yeah. it. Yeah. We've got uh, of from Jonathan Stanley, a friend of mine in the band Storm Dragon. Of all the albums you've been on, which one is, are you most proud of? Wow, wow, that's a that's a that's a hard question, uh, Mr. Stanley, because not related to Paul. I know, <laughs> but you know what, Lily McCartney isn't related to Paul McCartney, but I like to insinuate. You have to always insinuate that maybe maybe she is. Maybe he is. You don't know, you know, the family lines of the, the tree of life, you know. Um, well, being proud, I'm, I'm pretty proud to actually be on any record, you know, that I can, that gets released and people listen to. Um, I am, for different reasons, I'm proud of the first Electric Angels album. I thought we really worked hard, a lot of work, a lot of years, a lot of re- writing songs and recording them and really, really putting in the work and effort to make the best album we thought we could at the time. And I thought it ended up, I'm proud to listen to it to this day. Uh, first Electric Angels album, um, first Dad's Porno Mag album. I love the debut albums, of course, but I mean, man, I mean, the, like it, it's a tough one because Slash's Snake Pit ain't, Ain't, uh, Ain't Life Grand is one of those albums that I think everybody should listen to. And I don't think that enough people have, you know, and uh, I, album. morning was just listening to a live version of Rod Jackson and, and the rest of the guys. It was when Carrie Kelly was in the band. I saw a YouTube clip of Mean, mean Bone and it 
he was so good. What a good singer. What a great singer. Fucking what a powerful live voice. And the band was ki- killing it. They were at some festival, outdoor festival. I just, it was on, it was on Facebook this morning. So I watched it and I really brought me back to like being proud of that album. But then the Casablanca records that I did here in Sweden, um, especially the first one, Apocalyptic Youth. If you haven't checked out that, that's one part of my uh, musical sort of inner, you know, venture that I don't uh, talk too much about with is Casablanca, but that first album, uh, Apocalyptic Youth is uh, produced by Chris Laney, just, you know, fucking Anders Jung. What a, what a great vocalist in, in his own right. But those songs are cool, you know, and we, and we had a female drummer named Josephine Forshman who just killed it on it. So yeah, you can check out some Casablanca videos that I'm, I'm proud of those as well. So I'm going to go back to Slash's snake pit real quick. Cause sure. on ain't life grand, there was a bonus track called rusted heroes. You played lead guitar on it. How did that come about in Slash's <laughs> band? Normally he's the lead guitarist. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got a couple bars of soloing at the end of the moment as well. I got my moment in the song called the moment. It's too, if you listen to the very end, there's like this sort of Noel Gallagher sort of uh, outro solo. And that's, that's, uh, yeah, those, those four bars are me. <laughs> but uh, Rusted Heroes, yeah, did I get a solo in that? Wow, okay, cool. Um, I must you, you, were the, you were the second. They were still singing during it, but it was a technical. Oh, okay. Sla- Slash must have lost a bet somehow. <laughs> I'm, I must have fucking won at something. But uh, no, I mean, at the end of the day, it was pretty upfront of like who is the lead guitar player in Slash's Snake Pit. It's not, it's kind of a no brainer, but at the, at the same time, I will always respect Slash for giving me that freedom. You know, basically any, all the guitar parts that are coming out of the uh, left speaker were not more my parts and they're my playing. And, and so I always tried to compliment his parts and his playing. So I feel that, you know, we were, uh, we were, a good guitar duo together we meshed together well and um yeah it was it was it was actually uh a very cool experience it was a fucking wild experience to, to you know to when i think about it i mean just that drive from beverly hills where he lived to west hollywood where i lived i think was a nightly gamble roll of the dice <laughs> if i was if we were going to make it home without getting arrested so yeah, that that experience of my life was in that point in my life. It was uh, it was pretty pretty wild, but at the same time, uh, it was something that I wouldn't change. And I'm happy. Awesome. The album actually uh, reflects a lot of that energy and sort of craziness. So, so uh, long short answer is slash lost a bet. <laughs> Not a bit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the fuck I got a solo off that record. But as you, as you could tell, it didn't make the it didn't make the American release. It was like released in Indonesia, probably or something. Japan. Oh, yeah, it was perfect. released. <laughs> perfect. I'm huge so, in Japan. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and other YouTube tells me other. They don't say they say United States, Japan, other. I have two yeah. more for you, buddy, and then I'll let you get back to your friends and get to that. You party. got it. You got it. So Officer B posted a video, and you should have known that I was going to call you out on this. Okay. Um, So, dude, this is so dangerous. <laughs> 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 you 
You gotta rotate it. Get it, get it right in there. 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 Right so have you never made is there a anybody watching now at this point is it just me and you because i i would imagine most people like they're roasting marshmallows i'm fucking bailing i'm out of here oh man but have you never roasted a marshmallow before then is that something you don't Dude, do in sweden that's the way you roast marshmallows. you know what garrick was saying you know bisto blanco be all you know burn it you want to yeah. burn it to the ground it's give no it that, no gives it that caramel taste no, no, the car, car. There's a difference between there's a difference between carcinogenic coal black burn and like a nice brown sort of hue, you know, like a nice brown crispiness. And that's what I try to do. I try to make it kind of like a like brown M and M's, like not not dark M and M's, not the not the black M and M's, but the my favorite color of M and M's was always that lighter brown color, which is very rare. For the M&M's. I know most people think that green M&M's make you horny. No, it's the <laughs> light brown ones that really, really do the trick because they're the rarest of them, all of them. Kind of like, I know it's 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 politically incorrect to say the word mulatto these days. I Pink sock podcast. You're on mixed, <laughs> but it's a, it's a it's a mixed M&M, and I, I it's a light brown, and that's my favorite. Just so you guys know. You just said you and, you you. Uh, <laughs> it's not politically correct, but you're on Pink sock podcast. It's okay. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so but, since, you, uh, since you said brown M&M's uh, make you horny, I have a little segue for that. <laughs> You're like, oh, no. This is the people's question. I've had this asked to me. It's a question I've asked guests in the past. It's the Pink Sock Podcast. We have to ask something off the wall. So what is the weirdest porn you've watched? Um. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the weirdest, but but I actually, if you if you can comb it down, if you, and I know which ones there are, um, I, think it, I think the company was called Private. That's all I can tell you is that it's private. But uh, Dad's Porno Mag, aptly enough, uh, did some sort of. Uh, it's credited as doing um, the theme music and sort of the background music for. So I've actually done pornographic film uh, soundtrack. I'm yeah. going to edit that and get rid of the soundtrack part and just have you say, I did pornographic film. <laughs> That's my gotcha moment, right? That's right. That's how you tagged it. So, yeah, I mean, dude, weirdest porn you've watched. I mean, that's like There's a lot. Yeah, you can. All you have to do is just go into, a, you know, all you have to do is type in the uh, the sort of websites you know of your choice the website's address and the weirdest porn comes up right away on their home page so it's just like you, it just gets weirder and weirder what you, what is weird by the way folks i mean you, you want to know? know what the uh best answer i've gotten on this show what this the, guy saw this video of this woman and the guy stretched her ass open and poured milk in and fruit loops and just started eating kid stuff that's kid stuff <laughs> I mean, I've been washing dishes this whole time. I could have just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. You toured with Manson. You've seen worse. <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, all that kind of all that kind of kinky stuff. It's like there's there's someone there's probably a website dedicated it 
you know, dedicated. So, so, you know, for if you think you're the only person out there that's into anal and milk fruit loops, there's there, you're not alone. There's, there's like a big, you know, there's probably a big forum and, and, and sort of a Facebook page that you can join for those types of people. So everyone's kind of, uh, the, for every single fetish that you might have, you know that there's a Facebook page for it. So welcome to Ryan's my, my whole point talk. was, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think more people saw the fruit loops in the butt than uh, my Ted talk, but you know what? You're always welcome. My Ted talks on my official, uh, on my official web, uh, uh, YouTube page. There's another my official, my official porn site. There's uh, this dude uh, that stuck his whole half his head into a woman's vagina too. That was a good one. Dude, you seem to be far too into that. You know, you seem to be far, far, far more than the guy right now because hey. uh, I I just tried to give you like a little tip of like I have some soundtrack music in a adult <laughs> film. All Which right, one? so I, I, that's the thing. That's your that's your quest. That is your sort of, you know, for if you want to really do a part two, go find out a clip from see what music it was, you know? I don't think I can pop that up on the screen, though. I already had to censor the show once. Wouldn't it be funny if the, if the theme song was Smell My Finger? <laughs> I was about ready to say that. I was about to, but yeah, uh, that's all the questions I had. This was a lot of fun. There are people calling for a part two. So I would right. love well, to do that you, as long as you're it. down. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my uh, night right now. I'm going to go out and have a nice Saturday night. Uh, those are all apparently correct links, but uh, basically if you just go on to ryanroxy.com, you can find yeah. all that kind of stuff and all my uh, proper links and stuff. And of course I'm, you know me, I'm always lurking on the old uh, Instagram and uh, next Tuesday, Mike Fasano will be on in the trenches. I know you'll be there. Thanks for having me, Mike. I appreciate it, man. I really yeah. do. And I everybody's showing up and sticking around on a uh, Saturday, wherever no it may be. And I'll see you guys for part two whenever it happens. Thank you for tuning in to the Pink Sock Podcast. And thank you, Ryan, for being a part of this. Awesome job, dude. Remember, Have a good one, man. Live long, rock hard. And enjoy the ride. <laughs>